We are live with our first NBA preview show here on Better Than Dot Vegas. We got to figure out a name for this one. We've got mm -hmm. Kyle, DFS Bachelor. We've got Eric here. I was thrown out. I, this is a Bill Simmons thing, but like NBA holes, that would kind of fit oh, us a little bit. Bad. You know? That's not that's bad. Not bad. Um, yeah. But we'll have some fun with it. Uh, Eric was on my show last year. We had our, our basic NBA who's hot, who's not segment. But what we're going to do anytime we pop up for these NBA shows, we're here to help you make some money. We're here to try to give you good information. We're trying to share our handicapping analysis with you. Some of the reasons why we're playing these games, these sides, these props. We'll have some fun while we're doing it. We'll probably go about 30 minutes today. We'll preview the Jazz Suns game, and then we're each going to dish out some of our best bets and uh, how we're looking at the NBA slate for today. So, fellas, the, the game that we're looking, we're looking at Nitro betting right now. If you want to sign up for an account, Nitro betting is based around crypto. This number has moved a ton yep. just from last night. When this game opened up last night, I actually was very lucky to lock in Utah on the money line at plus 100. Yeah. They, this game opened with Phoenix as a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that range, and the money has really moved because Phoenix is going to be very undermanned today. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of injury issues that they're dealing with. So, Kyle, this number in some spots is all the way up to Utah, minus three, three-and-a-half or so. Uh, we can see the total in this game is 224-and-a-half. Do you yeah. have any thoughts on either the straight game or the over-under here? It's hard for me to take Phoenix here. I like Phoenix at home. Phoenix is a good team. But when you look, so no Cameron Payne, no Chris Paul, right? Aaron Holiday is probably going to miss this game too. So if you look at what they did in the last game, they just started Devin Booker, and then they yep. played four forwards and uh, Aiton, right? They just went massive. Yeah. That's going to be tough to keep up with guys like Donovan Mitchell it and is. Mike Conley that way. Mike Conley, for the record, is priced really. If you're playing like this little afternoon slate on DFS – Mike Conley's at 5,600 on FanDuel. If he was at price and 6K on DraftKings, at that price, he would hit five times value or more 60% of the time on FanDuel this year and 55% of the time on DraftKings. So it is a nice price. Phoenix is good against opposing point guards, but remember, no Chris Paul. So we might see a lot more Devin Booker. Maybe they put Michael Bridges over there to sort of defend him, but then who <sighs> – Right is going to deal with Donovan Mitchell. If you put, you know, you're going to try to have Cameron Johnson. You're going to try to have Jay Crowder. I, I don't see how that works yeah. here. For me, this is Utah or nothing. I, I'm inclined to lean the under a little bit. These are two good, good defensive teams. I did get burned doing that earlier in the week. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they play. I took the under, and it was like 124, 121. They put up 240 some points, and <laughs> and you're like, what the hell uh, just happened here? You expect Phoenix to be able to keep it down. So I'm a little tentative on that. It'd be a slight lean to that under. It has moved from 225 to 224 and a half. Uh, I like that quite a bit. One prop play I will throw out there that I like quite a bit. I love three-point props when I'm betting the NBA. It's one of my favorite things to bet. If you look at the three-point props, Donovan Mitchell over three and a half threes is at plus 105. Okay. Now, now if yeah. you just look at all of his games since coming back from injury, right, here are his three-point attempts just since, since he came back from injury on February 4th, so the month of February essentially. Seven, 10, 10, 11, 9, 11, and 12. He's made four or more threes in all but two of those games. So now you're getting plus money on a nice trend. Plus 105 over three and a half threes, I think, makes a ton of sense for Donovan Mitchell. And for me, it's jazz or nothing here. I just don't know how, where the ball handling is going to come from. What's going to what, what's going to happen with Phoenix when Devin Booker's not in the game? And he can't play every minute. They struggled. They had to get Alfred Payton into the oh. rotation. 
Yeah. Most recently, they have nobody else out there yeah. that honestly, because they're down three point guards right now, and yeah. Devin Booker isn't really a point guard. He's he's very capable of being a playmaker and getting other guys involved. But right. Eric, it's sort of hard when we look at, you know, for this game in particular, looking at a lot of the metrics with Phoenix in the next part of the year is going to be difficult because everything you're looking at is based on stuff with Chris Paul. And yeah, they don't a- have Chris Paul. You know, even the numbers like Utah 26-31-2 and two against the spread, Phoenix 33-22 and 22 against the spread. But now things are going to change a little bit for them. They're, they've got a nice cushion with the number one spot. But this team is going to look like a lot different team for the next six weeks. Yeah, without Chris Paul there, definitely the offense is going to take the hit. And that's kind of where my play went. I played the under 110 for the first half. You look at Utah over the last two weeks, they give up 106.1 points per 100 possessions, which is second in the NBA the Suns give up 108.6 points per 100 possessions, which is fourth in the NBA. So like what Kyle was saying, both these teams have been great defensively over the last two weeks. Um, what you guys hit on, no Paul, no Payne, likely no Holiday. So the Suns are going more to more than likely be without their top three point guards. I really think that their sets are going to and the half-court set are going to struggle. They're not going to be able to get out and get points in the transition on, on fast breaks. And then you just look at it. Suns are averaging eight points less per 100 possessions when um, Paul is not on the court. And then one thing Monty's really good at is, like Kyle was saying, he was he staggered when Paul's there and when Booker are out. Yeah. When you look at that per 100 possessions, the Suns are averaging 7.1 points less with those guys not on. So I really think the Suns are going to struggle to score. Yeah. I don't like but in full game totals. I like but in halves under so that's why i'm on the under first half especially in nowadays where you can play live yeah. right because oh i was sweating my i took the under in the kings and, and nuggets last night it breezed it, it was like 237 and a half so it was an easy win but you have 30, oh you have 45 seconds left it's 110 110 you're like holy shit yeah. this goes to overtime my I'm under is gone so that yeah. so that that's a big uh thing for, for you know, you don't have to worry about overtime if you're betting your first half under so it's a, that's a, a nice little way to take it as well and then um with the thought of it being a lower score game this takes it to my first player prop i found deandre aiken under 14 and a half points at plus 110 in the seven games versus Gobert, he's only averaging 11.4 points per stat muse and his shooting percentage is 51%, which is down 9% from his career average. And then you look at the games that he has played, those seven games, he's only tw- only twice has gone over that 14.5-point mark. And then he's only averaging 13 points a game when there's no Chris Paul. So that's, what he does with the pick, both, and pop, the pick and roll, that's really going to limit yeah. what he's best at doing offensively. Yeah, th- that all comes together in, in a handicap right there too, right? Not as good against Gobert. And now you look at – You've got, we like we said, Devin Booker, he can get, like, one of the props I played and locked in was Devin Booker over assist, which is six and a half, because who else, like, he had 12 assists two games back. The ball's going to be in his hand every time down. They don't have anyone else. They don't have campaign. Aaron Holiday, out still, out still, right? Because that was, he was questionable yeah. on the, and so now you're getting, like we said, no CP3, Sarich, Kaminsky, Holiday, Payne. Now you're getting to Alfred Payton. He had to play 14 <laughs> minutes without Payne, so... I mean, the the game on in, on Thursday, Phoenix got 25 minutes from Holiday. He was five for five with five assists. That was a big boost for them in 25 yeah. minutes. That's not there. They're in serious trouble. A couple um, narrative things. Um, just, just to piggyback what you were saying, 
I think it's going to come on to Bridges. Kyle, if you haven't Googled Mikkel Bridges' mom, you can thank me later. You can Google that after the show. <laughs> Love um, that. He, you know what I'm going to do right now? <laughs> I, I think he's going to be the uh, facilitator. I think he's going to be the one with the ball in his hands. Yeah. I found him at um, over three and a half assists. Yep. You look at it, he averages five assists when there's no no CP3. The yep. last two games with no CP3, four assists, six assists. I think the ball is going to be in his hands, and he's going to be the one trying to be the playmaker. Literally yeah. took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, look at these Jay Crowder, Michael Bridges. Jay Crowder's at two and a half. Bridges yeah. three and a half would be the one. Out. It's juiced up at like 140. Somebody's going to have to. Absolutely. It, inevitably. Like, they're going to double Booker a little bit. The ball's going to come out of his hands a few times, and it's going to get swung around. Um, one of the props you hit, the Mitchell – um, I'm fine with Mitchell over 26 and a half points also. Remember the last time these two teams played, um, they played twice so far this year. After the game, Gobert made these comments about how Devin Booker has really grown up a lot. He plays a lot of defense. It was basically like calling out Mitchell. And yeah. like Go Gobert and Mitchell have this little back and forth, you know. Yeah. And I think Mitchell will really play well in this game. In particular, too, like we're talking about the matchup and stuff. You're going to have these guys for Phoenix that – when Chris Paul's there and Cameron Payne's there, Phoenix is a really good, well-built team. Everybody can play their roles really well, but now everyone's going to have to kind of be up a level doing things that they don't normally do. I think their defense is going to suffer also. Some of these guys that are going to have to carry a higher load offensively and then go to try to stop Donovan Mitchell on the defensive end, I think they're going to be in some trouble there. Yeah. If you're Utah, you got to look around. Like, I don't believe in Utah as a team – once play once it comes playoff time, I never have with this current group. But if you are Utah right now and you just saw Chris Paul get hurt and you look at Golden State and what's going on with Draymond over there, like you look around the West, why don't you look in the mirror and think you have as good a chance to get there right now as anyone? Like this has to be a really big like if I were them in that locker room, that would be what I'd be telling them. Look, we may have gotten another great opportunity where we look around and everyone's a little bit banged up. We're getting healthy right now. I think they're going to start to play pretty well. Utah, they uh, coming into this game, Phoenix, uh, coming into this game, they have, a, they're playing against the Phoenix team that played Thursday and Friday night. Right. And now plays early Sunday. Right. You know, that's, that's yeah. kind of a lot. It's three and, and four nights. And Rudy Gobert starting to finally get into his full minutes after coming back. So, you know, it's no more of this uh, crap we had uh, with uh, who the hell was the backup center kept starting for Utah. It was driving me absolutely insane. But, oh, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside. So, you know, we're sort of out of that thing. I will say for you, uh, you know, if you're playing DFS, right, you want to pay up for Devin Booker. He has scored 118 fantasy FanDuel points in his last two contests against Utah. They are fourth against opposing shooting guards. They are very good defensively. But there is some upside there. Of course, it's that two-game sort of afternoon slate. Malcolm Brogdon, by the way, the other game in this little afternoon slate, that Pacer-Boston uh, game, he's at 5,800. Or 50, yeah, 5,800, I want to say, on FanDuel, which is crazy low. He would have hit five times value at that price on FanDuel 69% of the time this year. Uh, he played 30 minutes in his first game back. Only a 19% usage rate in that first game. I know Tyrese Halliburton is going to take some of that now with that trade. But you got to expect Malcolm Brogdon will have a higher than 19% usage rate as he gets back into it. And I think it's encouraging that he played 30 minutes in his first game back. Kyle, DFS Bachelor, you'll always hear a lot of really good information for those of you who are playing DraftKings, FanDuel. Uh, uh, basketball is really fun because I, I know a lot of people get into it for football. But basketball is a fun one. I, I much prefer basketball than baseball. Baseball gets hard because oh. the problem with baseball is that, you know, 
it's n- it's not even crazy for one of the best hitters in the league to just go zero for three yeah. on any oh, random. Day. I've had lineups in first place. I'm winning a hundred thousand dollars legitimately. All I need is Mike Trout to not get a goose egg and right? Mike Trout at yeah. 6,300 on DraftKings against fucking, you know, Matt Harvey goes 0 for 5. And you're just and- like, son of a bitch. The floor and the ceiling for every player in baseball is so impossible. And it's so home It's consistent. Like, yeah. you know what you're going to get from someone even in a bad spot. You know what right. I mean? Like, most people, even when they struggle, there's a floor that you're going to get from them. And yeah, Except for you, Scotty Barnes yesterday. Fuck you, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, 11.8 fan points, you piece of shit. But that, 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 that's what's so difficult. You know, it, it's not even that crazy in a football game for, you know, maybe a good player to get one or two catches because maybe the offense wasn't shifted around them. They got a defensive score or two. The team got up early and all of a sudden they started running the ball. But in basketball, what's nice about playing in these DraftKings or FanDuel DFS stuff is that you said you pick a lot of the time, most of your players, you sort of have a, a pretty consistent idea of what they're going to get you from yeah. game to game. So it's just about exploiting the matchups, about which teams match up better. Oh, maybe there's some injury, oh. so this guy's going to get a little and, bit more room. COVID stuff, you know. Those it, it's stuff. a lot different now than it was. For, when I first started doing DFS shows four or five, five years ago, Five times, if you got five times value, what that basically means is if a player is 6,000 on DraftKings, if they got you 30 points, five mm-hmm. times value, that's great. Things have gotten so much sharper. You're not winning a tournament at six. You need seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. times value in some of these spots now to win. That just was not the case five years ago. Even cash games, FanDuel cash games, like, holy shit, you need 300. They're just smarter. They got yeah. their system. Well, there's more different. content now. There's more content. More people are watching. So the you know, floor we, is higher. The, the floor the is athletes, so much higher. The novice person that just begins, they've already got a much better idea of what yep. they're doing right Absolutely. away when they Absolutely. get involved versus, like you said, five, ten years ago, I remember some of my first things at DraftKings, you're feeling it out. Your first couple games are a process. People come in right away, and they know exactly what they're doing. Absolutely. And uh, you can always have some fun playing yes. some NBA, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, some of the NBA prop games. So for me, uh, some of the games, some of the – Bets I locked in here. Um, Mitchell over 26 and a half points. Um, I went, uh, which was minus 105. Booker assists over six and a half, which was plus 100. I locked in the Utah money line last night at plus 100. And one, I, I generally put a few bucks if I very much like a team on a big win. Utah to win this game by 11 or more was plus 430 when I locked that in oh, last man. night. I mean, I like if Utah that. just kills them and they win by 12 to 15. I'll take the four and a half to one or so. They're still, they're still overvaluing Phoenix. Just the other day, the yeah. Pelicans were seven and a half point dogs. That was an easy call. Pelicans yeah. plus seven and a half. Pelicans, Pelicans beat them by double digits. I mean, yeah. come on. So uh, I, I think that's a nice spot. Eric, uh, give us some of the, the ways you're going to be looking to play this game. Um, well, like I said, I got the under first half. I think both both teams are going to struggle. Phoenix isn't going to be uh, able to get on run. Um, I got that minus 110 juice. Eaton plus 110 under 14 and a half points. I think he's going to struggle with what he does best with the pick and roll, pick and pop with no Paul there. And I think Bridge is going to be the facilitator. I got him over three and a half assists at minus 105. So those are the three plays I got for this game. Kyle, what do you have locked in for this one? Let me just say, I like all three of those plays. I'll probably go ahead and sprinkle. I like, the, yeah. I really like the Bridges assist. I like the eight and under points as well. I mean, Rudy, Rudy Gobert is no stiff. And the thing is, Rudy Gobert is not a perimeter type center. So he's going to stay in his lane mm-hmm. in the paint. They were like applauding him. him for stepping out one time on Luca exactly. the other night. Did you hear exactly. that? Like, 
Rudy Gobert was switching because right. it's like so unoften that he does that. Yeah. Right. And he's such an aggressive offensive rebounder, et cetera. You could see Aiden getting foul trouble in this spot as well. So I think that's a really nice call for this one. I got the Mitchell over three and a half threes. I know it's risky. You need him to make four, but his volume is so high and you're getting plus money on it. Again, he's only he hasn't done it in two of his last seven games. So he's really been on fire for three point land. I like that quite a bit. I like Utah straight up, you know, to cover. I think they cover this game relatively easily. No concern there. And I took the under for the full game. I kind of wish I'd have done the first half. It does always make you nervous if it's close. You're like, oh, shit, four-point game, three minutes left. Do not go to overtime. Obviously, you saw in that Spurs heat game a couple nights ago, that will kill any under you ever try to get. But I do think they go under here too good. Uh, defensive teams, you're going to see a slower pace from Phoenix, plain and simple. With no Chris Paul, it's going to be a pace down game in that mm -hmm. spot. So I like all three of those as well. So every Sunday when we join you here, there will be that 3.30 marquee game, 3.30 Eastern time, 12.30 Pacific. We'll always kind of dive into that game like we did. We'll spend you know 15 minutes on it. We'll break that game down. We'll give you some props. And then we'll share any other plays that we have throughout the rest of the, of the slate. So we probably won't break every game down, but we'll each give some opinions on other games that we will be playing. So um, other games on the uh, on the slate for today, uh, big shout out to uh, Akbar Salev. It says Kyle is a man. Akbar's Ak checking in with us. Akbar is uh, a man. Well, good luck today, uh, Akbar. Let's uh, let's make some money today. Yeah. Uh, rest of the games on the slate, you can see as we look here at Nitro, we've got Philly, New York. That game is at halftime from earlier this morning. You got Boston at Indiana, Detroit at Charlotte, the Clippers at Houston, Mavs at the Warriors, Nuggets at Portland, and then we finish up the night with the Pelicans at the Lakers. So let's start with you, Eric. Any uh, other games on the slate that you want to give a give a play or two out for? I got one more play pending, and it pains me to say this, but I took the Lakers minus one. Oh, there my we God. Go. Oh, my I God. I love it. I love it. I can't do it. I'm a Lakers fan. I love the Lakers. Yeah. I can't take them as a favorite. I can't do it. I now, the only, now the, no. I, the only reason why I'm okay with this play is because it's not like you're laying a bunch. You're basically at two mm -hmm. saying it's Lakers money line. Tell us a little bit about why you like the Lakers tonight, well, Eric. Hey, um, since joining the Lakers – since joining the Lakers, LeBron is nine and two versus the Pelicans. You look at this season after a loss, Lakers are 14 and five straight up. So, I mean, it, I played it minus one. It's basically a, a straight up game. On the flip side, the Pelicans, this is what they've done all year. They win and then they're two and 12 straight up following a win. You just beat the Suns. Now, let's look at it. You have a young team. You just beat the Suns. After the Suns game, you travel to LA. I have friends that have played in the NBA that are still playing in the NBA. Would when guys get to LA, they party, they go out. Um, also, LeBron's going to want to control the narrative. LeBron's getting absolutely sandblasted right now in the media, yeah. saying he wants to go to Cleveland, saying he, people are saying he's on, said he's how he's unhappy with. Um, done. The they, there was a quote out there. Or who who recently yeah. said just today? It's been going all over the place. Yeah. LeBron's still good, but he can't carry you. Yeah. Like he loves that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He gets such gonna a. He's going to be more guy. motivated. Than like game 60 on a Sunday night against the Pelicans. Right. Don't you think LeBron is just so rich and famous now that he just gets bored and says dumb shit just to say dumb shit because there's nothing else to do? Like, there's nothing. Yeah. What entertains LeBron nowadays? Like, he can go to any golf course he wants, he can go to any country he wants, he can go to any place he wants, talk to anybody he wants. So he just says dumb shit to like piss people off. I swear to God, that's what he does. I know. And then, um, one more thing, I still think the Pelicans are trying figuring out the offense since getting CJ, you look at it. I'm a huge Brandon Ingram guy. I love BI. Yeah. 
But you look at him since he's since McCollins come there, he's averaging five points less a game. He's not getting as many shots. They're running a lot more sets, a lot more stuff through CJ. I think they're still trying to figure it out. And next year, this is going to be a team I'm going to be interested in playing the overs on. But right now, after a win, I'm going to be looking to fade him. That is uh, coming up a little later on tonight with the Lakers. Uh, Kyle, any other plays for you on today's card? Yeah, I mean, I got I kind of went – well, I didn't take the Pelicans here, but I do have a play in that game. The Lakers allow the most fantasy points in the league to opposing point guards. The ninth most fantasy points to opposing shooting guards are absolutely putrid defensively in the backcourt. Yep. CJ McCollum, since coming over, he may be averaging five points less, but he's got 30 in three of his last four, 38, 30, 36. He's only had less than 23 points once. That was his and first he's game. always dusted the Lakers. And, and let's what? look at his shot attempts. This is big for me. The only time he took less than 18 shots was that game where they blew Toronto out by 30 points. But other than that, 21, 24, 25, 26, and 18 shot attempts in those games. I took the over 23 and a half points for CJ McCollum at minus 130. I just don't know who on the Lakers is going to stop him. The ball has been in his hands a ton. When you look at his usage rate, I was pulling, let me pull up his usage rates again because I forgot it. But I believe it, all three of his last four games were 32% or higher in terms of usage rates in those games. So the ball obviously is going to take close to 20 attempts. Yeah, 32, 34, and 30 in his last three games, 54, 50, and 46, playing nearly 30, playing 37, 39, and 34 minutes. It's a close game, so you expect him to be there in crunch time. You don't get you won't get those blowout minutes. Over 23 and a half for CJ McCollum, minus 130, I think makes a ton of sense. There have been a few guys through the years who just crushed the Lakers. They and do. CJ McCollum is one of them. McCollum always just destroyed the Lakers. And it's, you know it's, who else? Joe Ingles kicks the shit out of the Joe Lakers. Joe Ingles ever. just kills them. This, I don't this, this, understand like, it. notorious Laker killers. He's one of them. And it's really sad. It's a sad state of the Lakers when, like, Avery Bradley not being there actually does hurt them from a defensive oh. standpoint because they're – I actually – I think Malik Monk has been really good this year. Yeah. And, and actually, like, even more competent than – than we probably think defensively, but it's really sad that he's out there trying to play defense on guys like this. Yeah. Like he's, he's the person that you're like, I still don't understand how can Westbrook not be a better defender? Like how can he not be just above average with how athletic he is and how, how high he can jump, how quick he is. If he just put it, if he wanted to, if he yeah, just cared sure. about being decent and he moved his feet, he would be a really good perimeter defender. All Russell Westbrook care, cares about is getting to 10 rebounds so he can get a triple-double. That's all it's, he's ever cared about. Don't you remember the days of Steven Adams blocking out everyone so Russell Westbrook yeah. could get a rebound? Because he's a stat compiler, very much like Drew Brees in that way. Doesn't care about winning or losing. Cares about compiling and, stats. One of my least favorite players of all time, Russell Westbrook. And it's funny because I think that the there's a misconception with him because he runs – he's really fast. And because he's like runs really hard and plays crazy. Um, it's funny because he said this about Patrick Beverly, which is kind of true about Patrick Beverly too, but sure. it is kind of true about Russell Westbrook in that you watch him. And for a guy who goes so hard so often, he takes a lot of plays off. Yep. You like, he's just not boxing out. He's not doing the little things. He's a he's compiler. Said, he, he is a stat compiler. He is he not said, a winner. Nope. He's not You're a right. leader. He's not a winner. He's not a leader. He's not someone – if you're teaching your kid to play basketball, you're not teaching them to play like Russell Westbrook. He can't shoot no. the basketball. He's very, very selfish, very self-absorbed in that way. Uh, I thought it was a terrible fit from the beginning. I don't understand yep. why they made this move. 
I don't yeah. understand why anyone would want Russell Westbrook on their team, to be completely honest, unless you're looking for a bench player to score you some points off the bench. I think that I mean, that's all he could really do. Honestly, he right at this point in his career, because I, I and now I'm like upset with myself because I used to like him thinking that, man, this guy would run through a brick wall for you. You know, like this guy yeah. plays so hard. But when and it's one of those things where I watch a lot of games. We all watch a lot of games. But until someone plays for your team, it's yep. different. Yep. Until you know and you watch every one of the practice of the preseason games, if you you read the stuff, you listen to the podcast, you read the blogs that you're a fan of, you don't really notice. It's like, man, this guy half-assed it again there. Oh man, he missed three more layups again. What the hell was that shot? There are just so many things that I was. It's like when your parents say they're not mad, they're disappointed. I thought mm-hmm. if you can't come to a team that's a title team that's got LeBron and AD. And, and th- if you can't make adjustments, then you never will. You yep. never, never will. And it's been unfortunate. But all we need for Eric tonight is for uh, the Lakers to win by two. And all we need is for CJ to have a great game. Uh, for, not even uh, great. 24 points is, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a lot considering the usage rate and the shot attempts. I mean, he's taking 20 shots a game. Uh, yeah, so yeah. if he if he doesn't just, you know, shit the bed and, you know, yeah. go three yeah. for 21, he's going to get those points. And the Lakers could still easily cover with CJ McCollum getting 24 points. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like that a lot because my thing was, I may have spoken, Ingram's averaging five points less. Now oh, with so CJ. Maybe. I know. I was like, shit, is, I thought McCollum yeah. was scoring a lot I of may, points. I had to double I may, check I to make sure spoken. I didn't have a stroke. <laughs> yeah, I may have spoken there. So if I did, that's my fault. BJ's average, B.I., Brandon yeah. Ingram's averaging five points less. Right. And I'm a huge Ingram guy. Sure. I think – offense should be running through him more and that's part of my I'm still pissed off about the trade I the same things we just said about Russell Westbrook and being disappointed and everyone I'm the same with Anthony Davis I cannot fucking stand Anthony Davis he makes me sick to my stomach I hate watching him play basketball I hate the I mean I sit around especially if I play him in DFS I just sit around and wait for the tweet Anthony Davis headed to the locker room you know He's got sand in his in his labs, and he's going to the he's going to the locker room. His his pinky started to throb because he's I don't know I can't stand Anthony Davis. I hope the Lakers get as far away from him as possible. It's been hard for me to root for the Lakers because I'm not a Westbrook guy, I'm not an AD guy, and I've never really been a LeBron guy. So this has been a tough tough year. It was I will that you hit it. See, I'm I'm more okay with AD. It's the the title. He'll always be good for me since we won that and how he was in the bubble. The one that and it was weird because I was never a LeBron guy either, but. I would I was really frustrated when this offseason with like two guys in particular, Kuzma and Caruso, when they left. Because now we literally felt like a team with no, we were just a bunch of hired hitmen. Yep. We were we had as a fan, there was nothing to get excited really about these long-term guys. And Austin now, Reeves. I guess right? Austin Reeves. That's THT's it. been really yeah. here and yeah. THT wasn't ever THT wasn't like I mean, I oh, drove and they Vegas. have Dwight Howard again. I hate Dwight Howard with the passion, with the fire of a thousand Kuzma suns. And B.I. and Kuzma Ooh. and Lonzo, I drove there back-to-back years to watch them in the summer league. You know, so like as a fan, even though those were the bad years for the Lakers, you felt like we were sort of growing with these guys, which is something the Lakers never did. We were kind right. of getting invested with them. And I understand you, you made the moves to, to get it. Like I'm not even against the moves in general, but it's just you kept nobody. How could you look at a roster and not say, okay, we got to keep one or two of these guys that are like Laker guys, not even with the fit, but 
Yeah. That's a, I mean, a the last time we sort of had that was back in the early 90s. Remember, they weren't very good, but we had the Nick Van, Van Exel, Sedell three, three, exactly. Eldon Cedric Sabal, Eldon Campbell. I loved me out some Eldon Campbell and yeah. Cedric Sabala. So that, it kind of had that same feel. Of course, we weren't going to, and we had the chain smoke and serve, Vladi Divac, so chain smoking on the bench. Kind of got you to the point to get Shaq and Kobe. You know what I mean? Like right. you were close there, right. and you at least. We were Eddie Jones, you know. We had these. Guys. I loved Eddie Jones, like Eddie Jones. Yeah. I worshipped yeah. at his feet, you know. We're gonna I have a Laker podcast him. one of these yeah. days, like a, a back through the uh, a back yeah. through the years. So I mean, yeah. like you look at it, like who thinks that Kuzma and who else they trade? Cease KCP. Uh, KCP. Those guys were great on the wing defensively. They were perfect. Now you're hits. They were perfect. I mean, like. This thing had, like Kyle said, like their whole off season was just disaster. Right now, disaster. Disaster. pure and, disaster. And, and as you, I've watched less now, Laker games than I've ever. I watched every single game Kobe Bryant ever played for the Lakers. I didn't care. I even went to jail once on a DUI, and I watched that goddamn game in jail. Okay, I was not missing a Kobe game. Now it's like, eh, if I miss a Laker my, game, I'm like, yeah, not a big deal. My son was born, and we were, and I had on my phone. The night he was born, the Lakers started a 10-game winning streak. They beat the Suns. They were playing in Phoenix, and it was two year and a half years ago when they won mm-hmm. the title that year, and mm-hmm. I was watching it on my phone. I have never been less in, invested in a Lakers team than this year. There yeah. have been way worse teams. We were just yeah. talking about there sure. were six consecutive years where the Lakers broke their record for least wins, and yep. I liked loved those teams so much more than this because you knew what you were getting with those teams. Yep. They weren't as talented, but they were going to try. They were going to put an effort out. This team doesn't even try on defense. Yep. And I actually feel bad for Frank Vogel because he did a pretty damn good job for a couple years. And I don't think he's done a great job this year. It's been a bad yeah. fit, but it's just been a bad marriage from the very beginning. Agreed. This roster shouldn't have been put together. And if it was, he shouldn't be the guy leading them because he's not a great offensive coach. And it's just – um yeah, we could go on for two hours yes, about the Lakers. But I'm going to give you one of my plays for a little bit later on today. I locked this one in again. Um, very lucky last night right away. I like Dallas plus the four and Dallas plus the 148 here. They're playing at Golden State later tonight. The Warriors without Draymond Green, they're only 15 and 11. Now, in their last five games before the All-Star break, they allowed at least 111 points in all of those games. They came back from the all-star break. They blew out Portland. Now keep in mind, Portland is really undermanned right now. They just lost Nurkic too. They've got nothing there. Just a, team full of role players that's playing hard like people Simmons. underestimate that Nurkic thing so i've gone to p- plenty of portland trailblazer games that home crowd in portland fucking loves Nurkic. bosnian beast blasts through that thing i mean every time he does everything everyone freaks you know who they hate more than anyone myers leonard it's really funny if you hear portland trailblazer season ticket holders <laughs> talk about myers leonard it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious but anyways i digress no that's great and so <laughs> i'm I'm not taking a whole lot out of that Golden State win there. Now, Golden, uh, the Mavs and the Warriors, they've split their games this year. And I, what I like is the Dallas new acquisitions played pretty well recently. Uh, Bertons and Dinwiddie, who were miserable in Washington. Bertons couldn't even get off the bench. But they're going to be in spaces where they're just going to have wide open looks all the time. If you just hit their shots, they're going to be fine. Dinwiddie scored 20 the other night. Berton scored 17. They went 7 of 12 from 3. Because you focus on Luka, he kicks it out to you. You're wide open. You're going to get a look. Um, they played, and Luka shot 8 for 24 the other day when they, when they played at Utah. But they still only lost that game by 5. 
there was a little bit of an interesting date. January the 25th, Golden State beat Dallas that day by 35. Uh, they beat them 130 to 92. They kicked the crap out of them. Since that game, the Mavericks are eight and four. The only games they've lost, they've lost by two, by six. They lost in overtime and by two uh, again. Um, so th they've not had any games where they've been beat up. Their only losses have been close defeats. The day, the game that Golden State crushed them, Dallas shot 35% from the field. They were going to get their asses kicked by anybody that day. They just shot really, really poorly. I like Dallas in here. I'm going to be fading the Warriors a little bit because I just I think they're like average to a little bit above average without Draymond. They are fun. We still get excited about Clay and Steph, but they're not a championship level team without Draymond Green. And he has been out for a month and a half now. And we really don't know a whole lot about when he's going to come back. This is a weird yeah. injury. It's a back thing. So be a little bit careful. Um, I'm playing Dallas today. Plus, I locked him in at plus four. I was able to lock him in at plus 148 on the money line. So uh, I like a three-point prop in this one, too. Look at Dorian Finney-Smith. Over one and a half threes. It's at minus 120. That number's coming down for him. He's hit two or more threes in six of his last eight games. Only hit one in the last game. But everything you just mentioned, they're going to be worse defensively in the front court. Luka's going to be penetrating. And yep. if he kicks it out, Dorian Finney-Smith, let me just look at his attempts here in those last eight games. The three attempts he took in his last game was his lowest in his last four, but five, seven, six, three, ten, eight, five, six. He's hit three, one, three, three, two, two, four, four, one, and zero. So over one and a half at minus 120 makes a lot of sense to him. Yeah, I like that. Probably just the way that Dallas is going to play, they're going to be forced to playing smaller now. Yeah. They're going to have to play smaller a lot more without Porzingis. I think it was a good trade for them because, hey – if you don't, if you know you're not going to have Porzingis on the court most nights, at least you get a couple other pieces that sure. you can have some nights. Absolutely. And Dinwiddie is the type of a guy who, if Luca's struggling, he can come in for five minute stretches and sort of take over the game when he's hot. Can't do it all the time, but he still has that ability. So that's a, a play for me, fellas. Uh, before we get out of here, any other plays tonight? I think that's it. That's Good it. to go. Uh, we had a lot of fun today on our first NBA show. We'll probably do this twice a week. I think we're going to check in again on Tuesday night around 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, 3 Pacific, and we'll uh, we'll get you set up for a few games on that Tuesday night slate. We'll be back here again next week on Sunday because we'll always come at about 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, 11 Pacific. That way we'll have plenty of time to preview that game that goes at 3.30, and then we can hit on any other games uh, throughout the night. Make sure to give Kyle a follow there at DFS Bachelor. Give Eric a follow there on Twitter. A couple really great follows. If you are sports bettors of any level, they'll give you very serious stuff. These are guys that rewatch everything, that dig into everything, that actually play to make a living, to make money. But they're also going to be talking and providing information. So that's not going to go really over your head, right? If you're someone who maybe is like just getting into gambling and just getting into betting, I don't think they're going to be saying things that you won't be able to understand. And guys are always uh, willing and open for uh, help for questions. If you ever need Absolutely. a little bit of help in this space, I love uh, providing any insight that I have and, Guys, this is going to be a lot of fun. I really look forward yep. to, to catching up with you every week and talking some NBA. We've got uh, a couple months left, and we'll get into the playoffs. So still a ton of good money to be made. Yeah, I mean, especially maybe in the playoffs, we add a few more shows if we yep. want a few things. You know, we, I, I, we can do this every damn day. I like talking yeah. NBA, and I like getting live and doing it. And we can have a little bit of fun because, as you mentioned, I have to be so serious on the other ones. I absolutely I hate it. You know how bad I just want to be hammered and flip off the camera and Drop just like, all this. A drink, take Get a the shot. hell out of here. We can do that here at BTV. That's why it's cool to follow us, watch us, because we have a good time over here. We're not just a bunch of stiff dorks. Puffies. 
Yeah, yeah, we're not a bunch of dorks, you know. So and I mean, today, I'm a dork. today also, uh, Akbar was letting us know too. That's another uh, positive, and probably why that line has moved a little bit. Also, sure. uh, jumped up a few extra points. So, yep. um, positives on the Utah side. Akbar, thank you for ch- uh, hanging out with us. Thanks to all of you for hanging out with us. Flip those notifications on for at BTV Bets. Kyle, you got the backdoor cover later tonight, right? That's right, eight o'clock tonight. Backdoor cover, and that don't if look. <laughs> If you're not watching the show because you're at church and you're rewatching it afterwards, you probably don't want to watch that. <laughs> if you have your kids hanging out with you at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 Pacific, and you're sitting down on the, in the living room, you probably don't want to watch this show. Come in with an open mind, a good sense of humor, and be ready to be offended because that's what my girlfriend Stephanie. Backdoor. One of the nights that I joined you guys on the backdoor cover, I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm going to do this thing for a few minutes." Um, she's like, "No problem," but she was just sitting in the background and she heard everything. And then afterwards, she was like. That was a show? I thought that was a Zoom call that you guys were just having no. with each other. That was actually live on there. I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So. It's, it's the funnest show I've ever done. It's yeah. cool that we get to do it, but uh, it's not for the faint of heart. So don't come yeah. in there easily offended, or we're going to have a lot of fun with you as well. Eric's got uh, Eric and uh, the Wolf of Oaklawn have a little Tuesday cocktail hour where they have some fun, take a yeah. drink, and start to get a little bit loose also. So everybody's getting inspired by this fun you know, loose. I feel like we can do that because it's not in place of the great analysis and information. It's in addition to, right? People need it. The the world's stuffy right now. Every little thing you do, wham, 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 participation trophies, not here at BGV. No, no, no. We're going to have let loose, have a good time. That's the whole point of the show. We'll be here with you talking NBA twice a week. Flip those notifications on at BTV bets. Eric, good luck to you today, my man. Kyle, good luck. We'll be watching the backdoor cover a little later on. Folks, I hope you all crush it this weekend. We'll see you in just a few days on Tuesday.